You're listening to 1001 Jedi Knights, a Star Wars podcast for hardcore and casual fans alike, and everyone else in between. Alright guys, so it's been like a year since I think we've done this last, but uh, if you're a first-time listener, this is the 1001 Jedi Knights podcast, which you would know that because you clicked on this. I don't think you could ever land here on accident. I'm one of your hosts, David Marshall, and joining me as always is the illustrious and beautiful Chris Wormerskirch. We say as always, as if, you know, we weren't gone for a year, but I don't know, I've decided to be back. Seems like a good time to be back. Well, I think we maybe we both, with the end of Rebels, kind of moving away from any real breathtaking comics, so it's kind of nice to take a bit of a break. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And for those who haven't listened, it's really only been a month, but it absolutely <laughs> has felt like a lot longer than that. So, Yeah, it's felt like a long time, but I think, yeah... I think after we kind of started beating the same dead horse when it came to Aftermath, it was a good sign that it was maybe, maybe it was good to take a break. Oh, absolutely. But thanks for sticking with us if you did. We're excited to have you back. And for any new listeners that are really just thrilled about The Last Jedi, welcome. We are too. Yeah, I... So that's, that's what we're going to do tonight. It's a little bit shorter than normal um, for... It's intentionally going to be shorter than that because we don't want to spend an hour, hour and a half trying to talk about a, a two-minute trailer, even though I think we could easily do that. Yeah. But uh, but kind of a lot of people already have, as David said previously. And a lot of times it just kind of beats... And I think maybe we should maybe discuss a bit of how we feel about trailers, some of those discussions we've been having. Mm-hmm. Because I think both of us d- thought for a while that... Oh, I'm not going to watch a single trailer for anything. And that served me well for Rebels for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, like I didn't watch any Rebels trailers and I I thought it was a lot of fun to kind of be surprised. Well, and especially including if if you include Del Rey's constant portions of their upcoming books. Yeah, like that's the a good excerpts point. they've been posting. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, that one time that I talked about Thrawn on the episode and you hadn't read that yet, and I was like, oh, whoops. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's 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 a different world with the trailers. And I know we've all probably watched the trailer seven or eight times. <laughs> I haven't done it that often. I was going to watch it a few more times tomorrow. I've probably watched it three or four times so far. Um, I watched it the first time at work, and I was kind of, it was broken up into pieces because in car sales you don't, you either have a lot of time or you don't have a lot of time. And that day I didn't have a lot of time. But uh, when I came home and watched it on the TV, it was definitely a lot better, even though it was great the first time around. But yeah, with trailers, I don't know. Like, actually, I'm more of a fan of like video game trailers where they'll show you some of the gameplay, but you're not going to get an idea of really the story. You're just kind of mm. getting a feel for the game itself. And that's what I really liked about this teaser trailer and I'm hoping that it continues to go that route because I initially didn't want to watch any trailers for The Last Jedi. I wanted to kind of go in blind, um, apart from whatever I already read on makingstarwars.net. 
but I decided, I was like, you know what? I mean, I'll go ahead and watch it. And it hit everything I wanted it to. Um, so without getting into that quite yet, that's kind of my philosophy on trailers is uh, less is more. And especially with something like Star Wars, I mean, if you like Star Wars and you're not uh, a misogynist, then you'll go see it pretty much. <laughs> so there's nothing really to sell. It's just kind of like, hey, so remember, there's Star Wars coming out this year and it's a new director. But if you watch this trailer, then you should have no reason to doubt that it's going to be a great movie. And I thought if that was the intention, it did a great job. Absolutely. I think that's that's the key with a lot of like Star Wars is I'm going to go see it. And really, with the way that it's become such the phenomenon it has in pop culture, like in history, but also since Force Awakens came out, it, it's not going to be hard sell to anybody. Not at all. Not at all. And this and this trailer wasn't even for anyone but the fans. I mean, at this point, you know, it's the, the actual marketing will you know, ramp up kind of same time I think that Rogue One did, so towards in a summer, fallish time. Because at that point, that's when you're going to want to capture the attention of the people who probably wouldn't normally go see it. But for everyone who enjoys Star Wars, I mean, we've been waiting for this for a while. So this was just kind of an assurance that, hey, it's going to be good. And I, I know some people who didn't like the trailer, and I understand why. I've had some conversations about that. So let's actually get into the trailer itself. How did you feel when you saw it uh, on Friday? I, my real, I mean, my absolute first impression was, I won't say I was disappointed, I, but I will say I was completely surprised with the direction that it went in. Now, okay. and why is when that? people say that, oh, that was totally not what I expected, that's usually a code for, I didn't like it. And that's mm-hmm. not at all what I'm trying to suggest. I thought it was like, I thought it was great, because my biggest concern was, if this movie picks up a minute after Force Awakens ends, because of course, it needs to start in space, and then we can get back to Ock 2, where Luke and Rey are that what can you show us without spoiling a lot of the movie? So I really loved that it was more of a tonal thing, kind of showing us this is very much the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy, not just because it's the second of three, but because of where our heroes are and kind of the Star Wars tropes that it's starting to hit. But since you you watched it broken up, so what were your thoughts when you finally watched it like the first time in full? Yeah, for me, I mean, I when they announced that Ryan Johnson was going to be doing it, I remember watching Looper, which, have you seen that yet? I haven't. Yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it deserves to be in like a, the Criterion collection by any means, but it's a really, really good movie. Um, so when I saw that he was announced to take it on, I was like, okay, so it's definitely going to be very artistic, where, you know, I would say... With The Force Awakens, it's a great movie. I love it. I actually may watch it tomorrow. Um, it is artistic to a certain degree. Like, it's, I mean, it's visually appealing. The aesthetics are nice, but, like, I don't know. It just it didn't really stand out as a movie that was just, like, breathtaking when it comes to the shots and everything. I thought Rogue One was that way. Gareth Edwards definitely has an eye for scale and just being able to immerse you into a movie. 
Mm-hmm. And I think Ryan Johnson's going to kind of meld the two where it's visually stunning, even though Rogue One was. Like, I'm not trying to say it wasn't. Um, but it's going to take, I mean, he's just, these landscapes that we're already seeing and just the 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 placement of the characters and the, the scenes and stuff, like, he just has such a good eye for that. And again, it's not that J.J. Abrams doesn't, but Ryan Johnson's just a completely different director. And I'm more excited for this than I have been for any of the other movies so far, just because I know what he's capable of doing. And we're getting someone into this who, you know, I think with like Gareth Edwards and uh, Ryan Johnson, and we're going to see Colin Trevorrow, they haven't had a lot of experience the way that J.J. Abrams has. And I Mm. think that's going to be a good thing. Because they're going to be a little, probably a little bit more willing to take risks, even though we're looking at a controlled environment. Whereas J.J. Abrams has been doing this for God knows how long, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of J.J. Abrams at this point. But with Ryan Johnson and Gareth Edwards and Colin Trevorrow, like this is a huge deal for them. These easily the biggest movies that they've ever done. There's no comparison at all. I mean, even Godzilla for Gareth Edwards, it's just like okay, well it's good, but. It's not even close to the scale, and I just think we're going to get a very unique voice to it, and we're seeing that with this trailer where um, I really like the the shot on Crate, the planet where we see the uh, the pseudo uh, um, pod racer ships and what people have been calling like the gorilla walkers. Um, I really I loved that shot. Like that reminded me a lot of the the prequel era. Uh, aesthetics and just the way that everything was moving around and the flashback to what I'm assuming was like a Jedi Academy with uh with Phasma and the the Knights of Ren I'm I'm guessing walking up like it just gave me chills like just seeing all of that I think we're definitely going to see a more tonally dark movie too which is good I know a lot of people they pull that back oh well it's just Jock and Empire but who cares I mean at this point I, I I just I don't understand why people would be upset off of drawing off of one of my favorite movies of all time, one of our favorite movies of all time. I mean, Empire is such a great movie that drew off of other movies. So for Ryan Johnson to want to take a tonally similar view of Empire, like if anything, that should just be a testament of how good these movies already are. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you know the artistic like direction of the shots because when we look at the force awakens trailers there are a lot of early shots that were just in themselves when you think of the tie fighters coming up in front of the sun on takodana the mm-hmm. that goes kind of forced into the movie but in the trailer that was just a beautiful shot and but it was definitely i you know this is like colin's work but they were like, oh, this is directly, like, lifted from another movie. Mm. But when you look at what you were talking about with the sand speeders on Crate coming up against the Headless Adats, that was such, like, a beautiful shot, but it was a beautiful Star Wars shot. Like, only Star Wars could have given us a shot like this. It reminded me a lot of uh, the X-Wings coming down and the Force Awakens um, over the water. You know, like, it mm-hmm. just kind of gave me that thrill of, oh, my God, like, we're actually watching Star Wars right now. And they're not yeah, even recognizable exactly. ships. But you're right. It's such a Star Wars shot that, I don't know, I just, I can't be upset about it. Like, I'm at this point of, 
I, I'm fine if uh, if these movies artistically and aesthetically take what was done before and use it again. I, I'm totally fine with that. I'm more concerned. We'll see if the storyline, if they're lifting that. But I have no reason to think that that'll be the case. I mean, the kind of stuff that Ryan Johnson wrote in Looper and just everything I've heard about it so far, I, I have no doubt that it'll be a unique story. I don't think we're going to see, you know, Empire Strikes Back version 2.0. But again, aesthetically, if that's what we get, I don't know why we're complaining because for how old that movie is, it's still visually stunning. So if anything, that's just a compliment of how well that movie has, you know, withstood the test of time. Oh, absolutely. And I wonder when people complain, oh, what if it's too close to Empire Strikes Back? Like, I understand that we want to see new material. We want to see ways Mm -hmm. moving forward. And Rogue One really set itself as a Star Wars film that didn't need to copy story beats. Whereas no, you watch the prequels, and you know it's Star Wars, but it just doesn't have the same feel, for a lot of reasons, and I think a lot of that was intentional. Mm-hmm. But when you complain that it might be too close to Empire, I don't know why that's a problem. The Star Wars movies have their own feel for a reason. I think when we read a good comic, like the Darth Vader comic, or you read a really good novel... I think, like, Bloodline. You just walk away and you're like, that was Star Wars. Absolutely. It's hard to say, like... It's hard to pin down exactly what that is. But if The Last Jedi needs to kind of trace a bit of what Empire did to be a Star Wars film, that's fine. I don't want a good movie. I want a good Star Wars experience. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I obviously want it to be good, even if it wasn't Star Wars. Because I think that was kind of... You know, some of the complaints we've had about, um, I'm trying to think of where, like Aftermath, you know, yeah. where oh, I just didn't think it was a good book. I mean, it was an okay Star Wars experience, but I I personally, yeah, I want a good Star Wars experience, but I want it to be a good movie in general. I don't want to just get Star Wars. But again, I feel like with this trailer, that's what it's showing us is the stuff that we love about Star Wars is going to be there. There's no questions about it. But from what I'm seeing in the very limited capacity... I have no reason to doubt that it won't be a good movie. Like, I don't know if I said that right. I'm very confident that it'll end yeah. up being a good movie. Again, I just, I I love that it didn't give us much. Because yeah. as much as I would love to see Benicio Del Toro's character or Laura Dern's character or, um, is it Kelly Marie Tran? Is that her name? Yeah, well, we saw yeah. Rose during the panel. Yeah, but... I didn't get to watch all that. So for the trailer itself, though, you know, I, I'm kind of glad that we didn't see all of that because it still leaves me with wanting more. Whereas with Rogue One, I was really excited to go see it. But for how much, I mean, we already knew about it and what the 100 TV spots and trailers were showing us, I wasn't really surprised by a lot by the time I watched it. No. You know, I was like, this is good. But at the end of the day, I was just kind of like, oh, well, that makes sense. And I was thinking piecing the TV spots together, and I'm just like, I really don't want to see that this time around. And the nice thing about the saga films is that it'll be harder to piece these together because they do jump around between scenes so often, whereas mm-hmm. less, or Rogue One was such a straightforward story that everything on Edu took place at once. Then we yep. were on Scarif, and only Scarif. Well, you, yeah, I mean, you're going into space a little bit, too. It did go back to uh, Yavin. 
Yeah, but that was like once compared to like the Jakku scenes kept oh, absolutely. jumping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Well, but part of that too is because with Rogue One, we, as soon as it starts, you know where it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Episode Eight, we have no idea, and you're watching the trailer and you're seeing flashbacks to when Luke was, I'm, I'm assuming, training Jedi. So we have no idea how many times it's going to go back and forth, even within not just planets, but on the timeline itself. Oh, I still think those scenes are in the future. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I have no idea. It just kind of reminded me of the aesthetic that we saw in uh, The Force Awakens, you know, during the uh, the Force back, Force forward, however you want yeah, to I, say Yeah, I think she's seen the future in that scene. Yeah, and that and that could that could absolutely be the case, you know. Like I don't think we've really I don't think they've established that one way or another. Well, because when I I think just in terms of the Skywalker lineage, because Rey is a Skywalker, that that was what Anakin was doing in the prequels was he was seeing the future, and mm-hmm. I think Rey, being his grandson, does or granddaughter, would see the same, would have the same abilities. But I, I think we talked a lot about what we didn't see in the trailers. But I do want to say, like, we did... We There were a lot of things that they did show us. They showed us the new aesthetic of the films, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. But I think more importantly, they already had started to address some of the bigger complaints about Force Awakens in terms of there was a lot of new designs in the trailer. There were a lot of new good new designs. Yeah. Like, we saw what... Well, the sand speeders on crate. There's the new design of the frigate that... The back of that woman. Which, they want us to say it's Leia, but I don't know. I've fallen for enough trailers to think that that was Leia. It seems too easy. I was just about to say that. I was like, they either didn't turn turn her around because they wanted to leave it as a mystery, or they just didn't want, like... 20 million people sobbing at once. In the middle of their trailer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I know they did the thing where really softly you can hear Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I still think that was like, just in terms of the same way they did the Force Awakens trailer with Luke's, I have that power, and my sister, you know, you have that power Mm -hmm. too. I think it's total misdirection. And it doesn't seem like Ryan is going to rely on the mystery box as much as Abrams did, but I still imagine there's something they're hiding from us there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, did you did you see the post about how the uh, the clip where Ray is training on the cliff is supposedly backwards? Huh. Yeah. So someone reversed that clip, and her fighting style seems a little bit more uh, coherent. Because if you watch it, some of the moves she's doing, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, like a weird back. She like hashes yeah. backwards. Yeah. So that's kind of the running theory now is that that clip is in reverse, which I don't understand why they would do that. But anyway. Yeah, that is a little weird. But, uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, we see Poe and we saw, you know, we see all of our favorite characters. And, you know, in that sense, again, I think it gave us what we wanted. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I've heard people also say that the last line, um, it's two different people. Or at at least it's two different periods of time, and they just splice the uh, quote together. Um, I just I'm loving how many people are just like, oh, it's gonna be gray Jedi, 
And I think the Grey Jedi, if I remember right, it's really only something that was ever addressed in, like, the video games, right? No, there was a lot in, like, later post-2006 Legends novels, too. Gotcha. Okay. I think think the Grey Jedi in the video games was an excuse to make your character selection or your... What's that concept? Your choices. Oh, okay. So, so for the wimps who didn't want to go full dark side, you know, have their cake and eat it too. I, I just honestly, I hate the concept of gray Jedi. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. And that's what I was going to say is like, you know, I don't, I don't see Ray being someone or let alone Luke, Luke being someone to teach Ray, like, okay, so you're going to take these elements of the, the dark side and you're going to use them for good. Like, that would be such a weird character development for Luke. And, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's gone crazy being alone for so long. I don't know. But I, I still think in the trailer, I really think is leading to that. And we've talked about it. And everyone else who has some semblance of common sense has said that it's just a matter of, okay, well, the Jedi Order just isn't cutting it. You know, mm-hmm. we we have adopted, a, you know, or... The Jedi have been following a code that really brings more harm than good. And it's not even just, you know, we've talked about how, you know, Yoda uh, ordered the assassination of Count Dooku kind of stuff. Like, that's obviously bad. But it's Obi-Wan and Satine. Like, they could have easily had a healthy relationship. And who knows about the, who knows what good could have come from that. But they mm-hmm. kept denying themselves good in life. And look at what it took them. Like, they he he was heartbroken when she died at the end because he never did what he felt he was supposed to do, and Absolutely. you know there's uh, there's a lot of that which reminds me of you know some extreme forms of Christian asceticism where yes like self denial is good like you should deny your passions to a certain degree but at the same time God gives us passions for a reason and to just be at this level self denial that you deny yourself good things like here's something that god has given you as a blessing and you're saying no i don't want it because of this this lifestyle you it's that's it's just not healthy and i think that's what we're going to see is not you know luke and ray being like okay well here's what we can use from the dark side of the force and mm-hmm. utilize it you know They're like, like force lightning there and categorizing stuff. well don't use force lightning but if you choke a guy that's totally cool Exactly. I don't think that's what it is, but I think it's going to be a matter of, okay, the Force is so much bigger than Jedi and Sith, so how do we allow ourselves to just experience the Force for what it is and not try to say it's this or it's that? Because that's what Bindu is. He's not a gray Jedi. I've seen people say stuff like that. He's not, he's, the thing is, like, Bindu, I would say, probably would align more with, like, the light side of the Force. Like, he is... I would say he tries to do good, but he's at that point where he doesn't want to take a side because he realizes both sides are wrong. But at the end, he does... I mean, in theory, he actually does take a a side with that, but we can talk about that on another episode. Mm -hmm. So I just... I think that's where we're going to see it. And, you know, even, like, comicbook.com, they kept trying to, like, here's the evidence for why Rey's going to be a great Jedi. And I'm just like, nope, not reading this crap. Yeah, but they also posted as news that the crawl would have three paragraphs, just like the other seven movies with crawls have had, so... I know. I know. I know. It, it would just, be so just, easy it to be a like, Star Wars news site these days. Yeah. 
But the thing that really just irritates me is, like, all this stuff that you can pull from episode 8. It's like, it's great to speculate. We're all gonna do it. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good Star Wars coming out right now. Thrawn just came out last week. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, we've got Poe Dameron 13, where one Black Squadron's gonna die this Wednesday. Like, I don't oh, need I to totally sit here and waste that. clicks on how many paragraphs are in the crawl. And yeah. if that's the extent of your Star Wars news, it's hard to say, like, what are you doing, honestly? Yeah. Well, uh, I think it was Stuart Gardner on Twitter. I think he writes for Future of the Force, I think is the site he writes for. Um, But he had pulled up just some uh, connections between the last shot of the trailer and uh, a Western movie. And he was drawing, like, you know, what if you could, what if the movie's going to go down this route and stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like, stuff like that, I think, is awesome because it's actually, like, creating original content. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just there's so much speculation, quote, unquote, news where it's just, like, okay, five other sites have already done this days ago. Like, are you really, like, at what point do you feel like you still need to add the same thing just for clicks? Because that's, okay, we're getting off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think everything said, like, I'm personally really excited for this movie. Um, again, just something about those uh, little pod racer things. I was just so excited. That was probably my favorite part of the whole trailer. Because I've said to numerous people, I'm like, I really want to see pod racing again. And especially when pod racing was brought back up in a propaganda, it was just cool. I'm like, okay, like they haven't forgotten about it. I just think pod racing is awesome. I just feel like all of these outer rim planets, they would have something like that. I mean, it's the Star Wars equivalent of NASCAR. I mean, even if you don't like NASCAR, you like NASCAR. Like, it's just one of those things that makes sense. So to see like maybe pod racers that were you know, recommissioned into something else. Like, that's just so cool. And I I am very supportive of moving towards a Star Wars universe that acknowledges and embraces the prequels as someone who has learned to do that over the past few years. Uh, it's this thing called maturity. And I, I just think the Star Wars movies would be better off if they did that. And I think that the great thing about this is we really are watching The Last Jedi adopt such a prequel aesthetic that we're starting to see a little more of a bit of those dogfights. The scene with the frigates, which everyone is praying are the Starhawks from Empire's End, mm-hmm. with the A-Wings and the X-Wings popping out between them, it just felt so much like Revenge of the Sith. Oh, absolutely. It's so It's so great to see, like, original trilogy content with the technology that created the prequels. Yeah. Well, because cause... I was watching force awakens the other day and I just like the sound of the tie engine came on and watching ties race. And I was like, honestly, like this is what I, when I think of star Wars, I still do think of the original trilogy, mm-hmm. but there's so much to be gained from the technological advances of the prequels that to bring these worlds together is just a beautiful, beautiful thing that I'm so happy. It looks like we're embracing finally. Absolutely. And that's the thing is, you know, we talk about loving these, you know, space battles and stuff. And yeah, like the original trilogy had it, but the prequel trilogy, I think set the standard for what was going to happen later on. You know, there's Mm -hmm. no way, I mean, there's no way we would have had rogue one and those amazing, um, battles without the prequels. 
No way. Oh, yeah. Well, no and way. if you really think about it, like, a lot of people were mad that Force Awakens didn't feature an actual space battle. It was an in-atmosphere battle. Mm-hmm. And you would not really hope for one of those had it not been for the Battle of Coruscant in Episode 3. Yeah. As much as, like, we loved the fleet battle of Endor, mm-hmm. it it wasn't enough to say it needs to be in space. I think... Had we gone from 6 to 7, the battle on Starkiller Base would have been sufficient. But seeing what the Battle of Coruscant brought about, we were like, we need these to be to go back into actual space. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I think uh, I'm looking here at the time. Move the mouse with my foot here. Uh, crap, I'm locked out. Anyway, <laughs> I think we've uh, hit a good point here. Um, so yeah. I think the goal is we're going to start trying to record on Sundays again, try to get stuff out on Monday. Um, I think we talked about Monday's episode. We're going to talk about uh, what was announced at Star Wars Celebration. And you're I know you're probably going to take the lead on that because I wasn't able to uh, stream any of it. But uh, we definitely are excited for what's coming out this year. I, I know I had made a comment about not seeming like we were getting a lot of novels and all of a sudden. We just have so many announced all of a sudden. Like, I'm actually now kind of excited for Inferno Squad, knowing that there is potentially ties to lead it on into uh, the sequel trilogy with its ties to Battlefront 2. So definitely excited about that now. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is just going to be an awesome year for Star Wars. I mean, every year is, but... Now that we're finally starting to get sequel trilogy material, I mm, like it, like even uh uh f- what is it Forces of Destiny is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. So knowing that like Hera and Leia are gonna team up, like that's so awesome. Like oh, just yeah. to know like she's gonna be around. Like I mean, just stuff like that. It's hard not to get excited. So uh, I'm definitely excited. Kind of, well, kind of. I'm excited to start doing these podcasts again. Um, and we're definitely excited to have you guys listen in as well. Yeah, but we do want for this next episode coming out next week, so not this one. Any reaction to the trailers, good or bad, we'll read it as long as it's well written. Like, if you if it, if you say it sucked, but you spelled it S U K, we're not gonna read it. No, but- <laughs> no, no. Let's be honest. If if you if you write something and it's nearly unreadable. I will still read it, but I can't yeah, guarantee <laughs> that uh, I won't be laughing, which and that's not to make fun of you, but I'm one of those people that if someone writes something out and there's typos, I'll usually just read it that way anyway, um, which <laughs> so I don't know So maybe the best thing not, you can do is make us laugh. Yeah, there you go. No, we're not going to read anything to try to make fun of you by any means, but uh, yeah, if you do if you do any typos, that's the rule is uh, we're not going to edit your questions or responses for you. Yeah, that's up so, to you. But, yeah. yeah, and also send in your questions, that celebration-related or anything else. I know we've got a few still in the pipeline, which would be great to share, but with all this news and all the Last Jedi stuff, it would be great to add some fresh blood to the mix. Absolutely. And uh, and before we go, a um, few things. One, if you are listening, if you have been listening, and you do even remotely enjoy the podcast, uh, any reviews on iTunes or uh, Google Play, Stitcher, stuff like that would be appreciated. I didn't tell you this, Chris, but if you leave a review in the next two weeks, we will send you a digital code for Rogue One. 
Um, I got one with my Best Buy Steelbook, and not going to lie, I don't watch digital movies very often. So if you leave a review or if you already have, uh, just shoot us a screenshot of that. And here in a couple weeks, uh, I'll announce the ending date on the next podcast. Uh, We'll announce a winner, and I will send you the code so you can download Rogue One to the uh, hosting site of your choice. Um, But yeah, if uh, if you'd like to leave reviews and have a chance to enter them, that would be great. And we're also looking for guest editors, which I'll let you take over that part. Yeah, I... I've talked to a few, and it looks like there's some there's some excitement going on with some of the concepts I've already been pitched, and I'm really excited because they've come from a pretty big variety of types of people. Some people younger than I am, some people a little bit older than I think either of us are. So there's going to be a lot of new perspectives coming in in terms of what we're going to be writing, but we definitely want to hear from you. We want this to be a site where you can come in and leave your thoughts. There's... Not it, The Star Wars world isn't exclusive by any means, but I think there's a lot of times where if you're not in right now, it's hard to get into a lot of the world. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that we're going to get you into the inner circle by any stretch, but... There is no inner circle. Yeah, well... No, there shouldn't be if there is, but I, I know I'm not aware of any inner circle myself. Well, there's an established Star Wars Twitter regardless. Well, yeah. And I think this is just kind of a great way to get on the ground floor where we're going to share the heck out of your article. We're going to be, I mean, tweeting it, Facebooking it, reblogging it ourselves. You'll have a chance to share it. So if you love Star Wars, you want to talk about it. This is a great way to think we can do that because we'll be supporting you. We'll take your ideas and... You'll get to bounce them off us. If we see something that we like, we can help cultivate it. If we see something that's interesting, still in its seed form, we'll be happy to discuss it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it really boils down to, A, I don't have a lot of time. So we're like, okay, how can we get more content in? Because I'm pretty much just not there anymore. But ultimately it is, you know, we, we know there's a lot of people out there who have great ideas. And it's not that I, I still wouldn't say there's an inner circle but it is i mean star wars twitter especially can be kind of intimidating um you know you're just trying to figure out who to talk to and it it did take me a minute um to get into things but i can say the crew over at makingstarwars.net are really awesome i know the people over at 1138 are great too i mean there's a handful of sites uh if you find me on twitter it's tipper bean fad t-i-p-p-e-r-b-e-a-n-f-a-d uh, hit me up, and we'd be more than happy to, you know, recommend you to some people to follow and interact with. But uh, yeah, you know, we just we want to have some more content, just something different than what we would write. Because at the end of the day, you know, unless you're a racist or a misogynist, um, your voice deserves to be heard. And you know, we want to be able to put content out there that you know we ourselves couldn't do. Because at the end of the day, we're not doing this site because we want to be heard necessarily. We're doing this site because we want to invest back into an amazing community that we've benefited from. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that's it. I hear my wife walking around, so I think that's uh, my cue. So <laughs> It's a good sign. Yeah. I don't hear my wife, which is good because I don't have one. <laughs> so, also, any single ladies... 
You know what to do. Slip into his DMs. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, we'll prepare. <laughs> That's probably for a good place weekend. to end. So yeah. we will see you next week. Be sure to follow us at First Order Biz and like us on Facebook at First Order Business and comment. And David will be happy to respond to you. And I will definitely be lurking. Yep. There we go. Have a great week.